With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, Patrick Roycey, where the hell do we <laughs> even start? Well, I got to apologize and see if Declan's offended that uh, he's not my emergency contact, that it's Jonathan Harrison is my emergency contact. Is, there, is he offended about that or not? For, no. for life or for score north? No, I'm looking at my cell phone. Okay. I'm looking at my cell phone contacts yesterday. There's a big red star next to Jonathan Harrison. And I said, and I saw it a couple other times, but I thought it just disappeared or something. <laughs> yeah. So I hit it, and it says, emergency contact. <laughs> How the hell I got him as the emergency contact. But it gave us an opportunity for some rare good humor in the middle of what we're going through here. God help you if Jonathan Harrison stew your emergency contact. <laughs> and you do realize he lives in New Prague. So, yeah. by, so by the time he got dead. By the time he gets it. You'd be in the oh, ground. Really, really yeah. all his only responsibility now is to say where to send the remains, you know. if uh, Here's, here's you know, what he needs. Hey, Rice, he got found dead in his pool today, uh, Mr. Harrison. Where should we send him? If your demise occurs, he needs to know your bank account numbers so he can say, That's right. too. Yep, send it all to me in New Prague. That's right. I didn't know he lived way down there in Bohemia. He's like you know. Reavers, man. Oh, man. Move, move closer. Keep going, keep going. That's one of my favorite towns. Uh, we uh, used to go Good to town. My brother and I uh, used to go down there frequently uh, with a couple of our buddies in uh, the drinking days. And uh, uh, they were, uh, you know, a lot of very bohemian town. Mm -hmm. And uh, known for their frugality. (laughs) So my uh, brother would, uh, you know, this is ethnically insensitive, but what the hell, they're bohemians. And uh, they used to walk in the... (laughs) bar and the first thing out of his mouth which one of you cheap bleeping bohemians is gonna buy me a drink yeah. <laughs> that would be the icebreaker there in the 70s when we were uh when we were a little loose we played golf down at that golf course a lot it's uh it's a great little golf course there and it, i think it had three par fives back to back or something like that we played golf that's a quality little baseball town too right now it is. Now it wasn't. Uh, you know, it's that's a booming burg. Uh, they just spent. They just had the state tournament. You know, two yeah. years ago, they spent nine hundred thousand for a ballpark Woo! down there. Their ballpark down there. They, it was really? for the school. You know, the school and the town and everything else. And uh, 
they just had one of those old time ballparks, I think, in the day with where they played football in the outfield and the whole thing. But mm-hmm. they, uh, it's gorgeous. It's uh, it's a good town, and uh, and uh, you know, but I don't think I'd want to live there anymore. And work in St. Paul? No, so, probably not. Not especially. I'm just glad to see that that we found out who your emergency contact is. Yes, that's true. That's true. And you know the way things are going in uh, interpersonal relationships in the home during the pandemic. You might, you might need it. She might be just very satisfied that he gets to make the decisions. How, how about did her? How did Manny Hill feel? Forget me <laughs> yeah, for a right. second should here. Right? See, Manny. I'm down the pecking order. Yeah, that's true. It should have been Manny Hill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Manny. Manny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I thought I I thought I had some protesters in my pool yesterday, but I looked out and it was Doogie and the two kids. So I saw talking Vikings, huh? <laughs> yeah, I saw your tweets about there. little Droogie. They were Droogie was questioning him why that that tackle from Washington. Why didn't then Doogie was kind of taking the Viking stance on it? And it was a lot cheaper. So than hold on a second. Did. Dad was giving the scoop to the kid, so the scoop never no, gets no, turned no, off. No, no, Dad was. Droogie was questioning right, him. Right, but I'm saying Droogie, he was. However old he is, ten maybe now. I don't know how old I, he is. He was smart enough to wonder why they yeah. didn't trade trade for. He was asked his dad for the scoop, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, right. He was. It was. Uh, it was. Man, what a gorgeous day to be at the ballpark yesterday. Oh. It would have been actually the Twins were in Chicago yesterday if they'd played. But the this, spring has been. It's off. That, that's the. That's not the worst part. Obviously, what's going on right now is the worst part. But uh, the fact that this. Since they moved to Target Field, mm-hmm. this is year 11. Mm-hmm. This is by far the best spring we've ever had. It's been very little rain. Yep. Moderate temperatures, beautiful days. You know, look at my golden tan. I've been home from I've been home from uh Florida since March 5th. Yep. This is just from driving around with the the hometown convertible instead of the road convertible. Yeah, not to be confused with your Florida convertible. Road convertible, yeah, <laughs> the hometown convertible. And I'll give myself credit today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to make a couple of drives before I came over here. Top down, baby. Let's go. Yeah? We're not, you know, they, you know they're... Not afraid to put that top I'm down? Not, no, I'm not. Although I, I, I did find something very distressing today. What's that? East River Road in St. Paul. They have, you can't go south. They've turned, I was coming north so I could make it, but they put up pylons and bikes for bikes and runners. They got a 10 foot wide cement path already. How much do these hogs need? How much? And by the way, then they, so they took half the lane for no reasons. They don't need it. And then I'm driving north, and there's some old bat running on my side of the road. You got half the road, honey. Get the hell over there. Did you honk? Did you start honking? No, but I said, it gave me thoughts. Am I not supposed to be here? (laughs) You know, I should have stopped and got out and... And gave her a vicious uh, verbal lash. No, we don't need any more. No, no. We've had enough. I guess not. So, anyway, it's, uh, I don't know what, uh, where where we're headed here, but uh, the fact that it's still stirred up nationally makes me think that we're going to have a hard time calming things down. I mean, they've done pretty good, but it's, you're going to have to keep the, Keep the curfew and everything going on for probably another week until yeah. things calm down nationally, don't you think? Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. 
So at least on Saturday they finally got it right. Mm-hmm. As far as as far as stemming the the violence at night, you know. You know. Uh, by the way, eighth anniversary of the death of the great dark star today. I saw you tweeting but, about that. But uh, it, it's one thing that has happened this weekend. When I used to, uh, when people used to ask me about the sports show, mm-hmm. they used to say, "You were on there with Sid, right?" Not anymore. You were on there with Dark Star, right? Yep. Not anymore. From now on, as I was on there with Mike Max. Yep. I got to do TV <laughs> with Mike Max. I, you know, Sid. Yesterday's news. <laughs> dark. These guys are not. You know, I got to do. I worked with Mike Max. That's what I'm able there's to gonna say. Be, there's going to be people who are like 24 running up to you saying, "I heard you work with Maxie." I worked with Maxie. Maxie. Uh, I was talking to Dan Seaman today. He says he's the Scud Stud. <laughs> remember the Scud Stud? Uh, Kent. What, uh, was it? Was it? Kent? I'll find it. But I remember Arthur. Yes. Yeah, good looking guy. Good looking guy. Yes. I'm not sure Maxie's as good looking as the Scud Stud. Doesn't stud, matter. He's But ours. he's risking his life. Just like the Scud Stud did, who sat on top of rooftops. And Arthur let, Kent. Arthur, Arthur Kent, Kent was the Scud yeah, Stud. Scud and let bombs land around him for our sake. Maxie's out there getting tear gas for us. Did you know? Was he the first local to get tear gassed? I don't know if, if he was there's the first. There's been a few but, of them yeah, now. Everybody few. else is out there trying to get tear gas. But he's ducking into these, diving into places to seek shelter. He's all over. He's done, <laughs> oh, he can't he's, be stopped. He's done a great job. He's in good shape. Yeah. He's in good shape. Good for him. Good thing he stayed in good shape. Yeah, he's been great. It's uh, And uh, he's got to have some contacts because he's moving around, too. How are they moving around? Like, not... They got to be driving, zipping here and there. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, yep. they're going everywhere. He's been now. I got to admit, I haven't been glued to it since Friday night. Saturday, when it looked like things got boring, you know. I'm thankfully, God love it. I'm very happy they were boring. Yeah. And yesterday, we had the excitement with the truck driver, uh, but I thought, okay, you got this many people on that bridge. Yep. And now that you've separated them. Yep. Where the hell are they going? I'd rather know where they are, but this must have been a nonviolent group because we, we didn't have. Uh, they, they weren't violent. They were not going out there looking for stuff to burn. So, anyhow. I want to know about these people driving around without license plates and planting yeah, stuff think. to start, you know, start fires. Well, that, I that had this thought. I, I, almost, about them. I almost went on Twitter and then I thought it would be misunderstood. But uh, so I didn't do it because uh, in this time. But it appears we might have defamed white supremacists, right? We we were blaming white. Right. That we might have defamed. Not, that that is, would not have worked. That is a that is really difficult to do. Yes. By the way, How would the you next that? thing we're going to do is defame their role models, Nazis. <laughs> How know? would you have worded we, that tweet? <laughs> I you know. I the sarcasm yes. of it would not have worked. No. Because I I had failed sarcasm the other day when I was flipping on Hulu and Rami there was a comedy show, Rami R A M Y about an Arab American who's making his way 
in America. Yeah. So I said, <laughs> my God, Robbie. It's Robbie Macklaw. Bob, Robbie, he's already got a, a TV, TV show. show. He lives here. <laughs> and, you know, I thought hey, well, everybody will get a chuckle out of that. And most of the responses were, really? Congratulations, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> and Robbie finally had to say, spelled different. Yeah, it, it is like spelled different. Actually, it's a good show, too. It's it pretty is, good. But it's I, good stuff. I saw your tweet. Oh. My immediate th- thought was 75% of people nah. are not going to understand <laughs> no. this. Oh, man. And uh, I was hopeful that uh, I was hopeful for it, but it was too good to resist. So when, oh, I, yeah. when I saw the guy was an Arab American, I, I think he's an Egyptian American. Is uh, where's where's Rami's homeland? Do we know where they came from? I don't he's remember. not Egyptian, um, too, is he? I should know this. It's not. He's know. not Egyptian, no. no. Okay. Well, this guy's Egyptian. But anyway, right? I saw the tweet, thought it was funny, and immediately thought 75% of the people who see this <laughs> are going to have no idea that you're being sarcastic. No. Well, that's uh, that's a problem we all have. That's uh, that's for sure. Anyhow, I don't know. Never, never seen anything like this. By the way, you want some really bad news? You know, consider yourself <laughs> You've lucky. You've got worse? Consider yourself lucky. Yeah. You aren't my brother-in-law. I'm not going to get into specifics here. Okay. okay. All right. But these are three great guys that are married to my, you know, one's my wife's brother and two are married to her sisters. Okay. And there's three of them. And one of them is a guy out in D.C., a runner, tall guy. Goes to Patagonia on hiking trips. Goes the, you know, makes has has some other buddies who are you know make their one guy's trip a year all over the world. They go climb climb stuff and mm-hmm. do things. Great, great shape. He had the bad prostate cancer and is I think he's got it under control. Okay. Then I got another brother-in-law. Skinny, great, great guy, thin, sailor. You know, he's sold, sailed like 200-mile races across Lake Superior. And and he can come over, and if, if he stops over, he can build you a house. You know, he's he's one of these guys that fixes stuff, yeah. right? You know, when, when we're really desperate, we say, call, you know, such and such. He's fighting it. He's got a bad dose of cancer, and he's fighting it hard. And we're praying for him because he's a really good guy. Even if he wasn't, we'd be praying for him. But he's a really good guy. But he's in perfect physical condition. Right. He doesn't eat fatty stuff. You couldn't get him to eat an ice cream cone if you gave him $500. Okay. And then my other brother-in-law, who's a, you know, mid-60s, perfect shape. To, you know, looks like George Bush ten years ago. He gets he used to get mistaken for George Bush walking down the street. Yeah, never gained any weight. You know, he plays golf. He doesn't. He's got to get a kidney out. He had a kidney stone. Yeah, and they thought it was. Uh, they thought it was. Uh, you know, he passed it. Yeah. Next day, horrible fever. Sweating and stuff goes in. He's got a big kidney stone in there, but there's also a mass on the kidney. Now the kidney doesn't oh. doesn't look like it's, you know, that, that there's any problems beyond removing that kidney, and you can live just as good with one as two. Sure, but he's he's got to get a kidney out. So if you're my brother-in-law, you're oh, hurting. Jeez. Meanwhile, 
I'm getting fatter and shorter. <laughs> Look like a short, fat Elmer Fudd waddling around, older than all of them, and at this point appear to be healthy. If you don't think it's a, if, if you don't think it's a crapshoot, genetics. I mean, it's a crapshoot. If you you got to find out who your your parents were. Yeah, I they must have lived till ninety five. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, the name was Mally, M-A-L-L-E-Y. Okay. And for years, I looked at the obits to see if some guy named Mally with a million dollars might have died, but uh, I never <laughs> found one. So I was going to blame They must him. have had the good genetics, man. The good and, and the good Irish genetics, because the Irish genetics are are not usually too good. Like, that's heart attack city, you know, the Irish ones. But anyway. I'm in the middle there, Pat. I'm either going to be dead at 52 from heart issues or this body's going to look like this till I'm 96, <laughs> and, and, I've, and I croak, it's, I'm snatched untimely at the age of 96, good. my uncle used to well, say. Well, I'm rooting for the latter, but <laughs> let you. me just say, I, I'm probably talking out of school there, but these are three really good guys, and I certainly uh, am rooting hard for them, but uh, man alive, the... I just I was thinking about this in the car today. I'm saying, yeah, how the hell can this be possible? You know, three guys who don't eat a pizza by themselves. You yep. know, they might get them two. You know, the one guy, the sailor. I bet he's never eaten a pizza. <laughs> it is incredible. He eats healthy. Yeah, unreal. God, that's awful. Yeah, it's what runs in the family. Usually, I think is what it well, comes down to. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're you know, if you're, I, you know, if I was still drinking, I don't think I would. If I hadn't quit drinking yeah. 40 years ago, I'm sure that uh, my demise would have been met earlier. But, uh, but uh, it's uh, it's incredible. So, Dark died eight years ago. Yeah, boy, doesn't can't see. It's hard to believe. believe no, it's, it's I can't. Yeah, it feels like it's a a yeah. few years, but not eight years. Yeah, Dark uh, did die eight years ago, and uh, it was. Uh, I got, uh, I w- we were out doing a remote at the golf course in that Crystal Lake golf course out in, uh, I think it's officially Lakeville. It might be, I don't know where it is. And uh, it was, I think we were on, we must have been on the, I don't think it was, uh, it was the middle of the afternoon, early afternoon, I think. Mm-hmm. So I don't know which of the many shows Many of the failed shows it was, but uh, we were out doing this remote, and I got a call from somebody at Care of at KFAD. I it might have been Abbott asking me if I'd talk to Dark, and I said no because he hadn't shown up for work. And then I got a call from Bob Hagen and said, "Have you talked to Dark?" And I said, "No, I haven't," because Dark was a two cell phone guy. He okay. had the he had the generally circulated cell phone, and then he had the dark private communication, keep track of the girlfriend's cell phone. You know, whatever, whatever that what whatever <laughs> use that one was for. I don't I don't know, but I said well, I'll call the hotline, and he didn't answer. And then they uh, I, I think uh, Abbott, Bobby Hagen, and uh, can't remember who else went over there and uh, went in and found him. He'd been having, he hadn't been feeling well for a week. And of course, he, he allegedly was going to go in and see a doctor the next day. But, uh, you know, he hadn't been feeling well for a week. Right. I'd seen him a couple of times and he just, something going on. But uh, 
He uh, he packed a lot of life into those, uh, let's see, eight years ago. He was a year younger than me, I think, so he was 65, maybe. Mm-hmm. He packed a lot of life into that. And uh, as uh, some of my wife's girlfriends who knew him from the media and weren't huge fans <laughs> of the dark man would say to my wife, how does how come Patrick's such a good friend with him? How does he know when he's telling the truth? And and I always said, who cares? They're great stories. <laughs> I don't care if they're true or embellished or what the hell. I, I don't care. So anyway, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I miss a guy. He he was fun, man. He would be uh, he would be calling up and making some observations on oh, what's going on right now. He'd be on the air somewhere. He wouldn't be out running around like Maxie. No, though. He'd no. He'd be having Maxie do the be, footwork. Maxie'd be doing yeah, the footwork. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, yeah. Maxie, of course, was his business partner. And Maxie, when he becomes, when we start writing these books about him, we'll have to throw a couple of chapters in there on how it was when Dark brought back a new sponsor. But for the sports show, but Maxie never saw any money because oh, Dark was getting free valet parking <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> he'd, he'd sell a client or get free or get free dental work or some damn thing. So he was a beauty. He was a beauty. But he's the kind of guy. Those are the kind of guys you seek out in the world. The unforgettable characters. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so. they're they're most definitely characters, and I I don't think there's nearly as many of them left no. as there were thirty years ago. <laughs> Such's story about him is the, one of the great Such and Rookie talking to him, and they make it a rare appearance at the Metrodome. Such and Rookie are standing like in the second row. This is forty five minutes before the game, just sitting in the press box, standing up talking to him, and some guy who's. Uh, Appeared to be a bit mentally deficient. Hey, Dark, I love you. You're the greatest. And Dark says, see you at the fair. <laughs> the greatest line ever. That's been repeated a hundred times. See you at the fair. What? Thanks. See you at the fair. <laughs> what's, the, what's the one where you got a delivery from, was it New oh, Orleans? That's, uh, that's the New Orleans. Uh, yeah, one day... Ding ding ding! I you, you, UPS probably I don't know the doorbell rings and sure. uh, and there's this kind of decent sized box sitting out there and I said I said uh, the guy I said what's this and he said I don't know it's from New Orleans so I said what the hell you know that's a lot of pecans or something whatever it is. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of beignets. So I open it up. There's a table in there. And uh, and then it uh, somehow it's identified. No, it's a table. I said, and it's a, like a smaller table, but it's, you know, nice and got a nice shine to it, but it's an old table. And I said, I don't know what this is. And uh, but day later, I get a call from Dark said, hey, did a table show up at your house? I said, yeah, that's when he saved the guy's life. Yeah, that's right. At, he saved the guy's life in New Orleans. That's right. At the, uh, 
antique. He loved antiques. He, you know, his house had a had a small little place. He has had all kinds of had one room just devoted to crap. You know, a bedroom. He had two bedrooms, but one bedroom was just crap. And and uh, he was shopping in there. Some guy comes in and collapses, and uh, the guy yells out, "Is there a doctor in here?" And George Doc George comes running over and says, "Yes, yes." I and it 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 looks like a diabetic thing. And he says, "Get this man a glass of orange juice or something." They run across the street, give him a glass of orange juice. The guy snaps back to it. The, they take him away in an ambulance, but they're so great. And he'd already given him his name as Doctor Brown or something, in case the guy died. He didn't want to be. He didn't want to be responsible, right? So he'd already given him a different name. So then he. Uh, that's it. It wasn't. It had my address on it, but it had the doctor, Doctor <laughs> Peter Brown, or something. I don't. What the hell is this? And and uh, the table, but. So the guy says you can take anything you want, and Dark took like this eight hundred dollar table that they had here, and because uh, he knew what he wanted, he had his eye on it. And right. They shipped it to my house for some reason. I don't oh. know. I don't know because he somehow he didn't want it to be traced to him. Right. If it if it proved to be a scam, he didn't want he did he figured I could It'd be talk traced to way. you. Yeah. He could talk. I could talk my way out. Traced to the road. I have no idea where the hell. This oh came God. From. So, anyway, he was a beauty. The Sopranos, man, those were uh, every we do the sports show, and uh, he'd drop off these steaks that were like the size of a cow. Yeah, th- three of them, which we'd have enough meat for a week after it was done. And Katie'd cook them up while we went to the sports show, and then we'd come back and watch the Sopranos together. We did that for years. So he was, a and beauty. just before he died, the sports show was actually taking off. Well, it was doing yeah, pretty good. Viewing yeah. parties? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The younger generation oh, yeah, was jumping on. Yeah, we they, we yeah. went to some bar in Northeast yeah. yes, one right. night to watch, the, have a sports yeah. show viewing. Well, the, the old McNamara's. Uh, yeah, Max that's what it was. Industrial. Yes. Yeah, they, they, it was taken off. Well, that's one of the thrills of my life is when I go up to Ryan Lamar and say, hey, you know, Pat Ricey, and he says, I know you. And he said, I said, how the hell do you know me? He says, sports show. <laughs> Never miss it when I'm in town because his wife, Whitney Taney, oh, from uh, that's right. Edina. Yeah, she, his parents, <laughs> sports show. He says, first couple times I watched it, I thought this is, now he didn't get to see it with dark, you know. But uh, first couple of times I saw it, it was, it, he said, uh, I thought it was the worst show ever. And he said, now I, I, I won't miss it. Now. It's like Point Break. <laughs> yeah, it At was. At first you think it's terrible, and then you're like, no, it's so bad, it's good. Wow, well, especially when it got to the point where Sid couldn't hear anything. Well, so and it, yeah. And then it would be like, no. <laughs> you know, and it well, he just... couldn't hear you for sure because no. you, you were on the far end. But he and Dark would get in the, those tiffs, which were fantastic. Oh, yes. But the Maxi was the, you know, Maxi before he became the... Riot Stud, yes, uh, was a great ad, great quiet agitator of Sid, because yes. he would like about every other week would throw in something about this party he went to that he was invited to. Mm-hmm. That nine times out of ten there wasn't one, mm-hmm. but it was like one that Sid would have been expected to be invited to, or this little media event that that Sid was. He would throw in her Sid. Could not think about anything else. 
you know, he'd come back and now the topic, they put a topic up and he said, where was that party? <laughs> you know, <laughs> all he could worry about was, you know, because there's only room even even when he was 88 and at the top of his game. Yeah. There's only room for there's only room for one thought in there until he was, had to get he had to explain. I want it. you to tell Sid what a great job Maxie is oh, doing I will. now. I will. Yep. Man, man, yes. Sid, that's a that you Mike know Max. What? I wouldn't be surprised if Sid was, you know, the most heartbreaking broken when it when the sports show went under. And uh I'm sure I I wouldn't be surprised if Sid's on the phone who the way people are talking about you, you should bring that sports show back. You know? So anyway. What is he what are they gonna do with Maxie though? He's gonna have to be a reporter, a city side reporter. I think now. he might be. Because I don't even is he full time on Channel Four? Yeah, or? he replaced R- Rosen on sports. Okay, but not all the time. Yeah, he's the main yeah. sports guy. Okay, but all right. but his city side work or his his reporting during these protests and riots has been really damn good. He's been relentless. He's been re- you know that's he's you know if you talk but yeah. you know he's got to he's got to be in shape. You know. Yeah, which disqualifies. Now us we're from saying ever. today, by the way, that the bus guy was disoriented. Oh, the trucker. Disoriented, trucker. trucker. So how do you? How the hell do you get disoriented? Different stories on this. Driving down thirty-five and seeing a ton of human beings. How, how does that disorient you? Well, uh, you uh, throw the uh, riots around the country on top of the pandemic, and who thinks they're going to play anything? Not yeah. And you, I mean, you hockey, might be right about baseball. Might be your only chance. Well, and you I might guess, be right about baseball. Oh yeah, I think baseball is dead. I think uh, the NBA. What are they waiting for? Why don't they announce the Orlando thing? I don't know. The NBA. I think they're going to do it this week. Yeah. But I'm yeah, not sure. I mean, they might have to go down and, there. And they can do that. But, yeah, they can do that. Play it at one site. But the but baseball thing They, they thing can't still. play four out of seven. Stuff like that. I don't know what like, they're going to do mind. there. But the baseball thing now, I mean, what we got a counterproposal from the players on Sunday night. Well, what is the 112 games? Are they idiots? That's what they want because they, they want more money. They want to get more of their they pay. They want more of their pay. Yeah, and the owners are saying no. Yeah, and it's tied to. It sounds like the TV contracts are tied to the World Series being in October, so the owners need to expedite it. Mm-hmm. It's all, but yeah, I think you're right. Well, yeah, I, I this think year it's becoming a because of shot. the election, they're supposed to be. They out. have no interest in November. They, Fox, Correct. Fox has no interest in anything after October. You know, I guess you could end it on thirty five. I don't know if they'd even. I, I don't know what the date it was supposed to be over, but they they were told to get it over with. What yes. date's the election? I don't November know. November the what? I don't know. First Tuesday, whenever that is. Yeah, I'm not sure what the date but, is. You know, with with this election, I mean, they're going to have uh, gangbuster ratings of all time. So, but this country, whew, it's a bad year. The Don, at least we got the Don uh, kind of trying to calm things down. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> hey, turn the lights today, off. Today he called all the governors idiots, basically. He was, he's, he's unbelievable. Yeah, one of a kind. Yeah. I saw a tweet that, that he called us, all, I think, a laughing stock until, I mean, it's, it's not. Uh, anyway. Well, it was, uh, it was uh, the, the Friday, uh, I don't want to go through it again, but the Friday, the, the conduct on Friday of the uh, attempt at peacemaking was incredible. Yes, was uh, difficult to uh, difficult to imagine. Now I wrote a piece about uh, the old Nicollet Park being mm-hmm. on blah 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 on Lake Street, mm-hmm. and I put in there how much I like Lake Street, and people don't believe that, but I love Lake Street. 
I often... I didn't know that you rode the trolley car, though. Yeah, I go back to the trolley car. I didn't car. realize that. I, I would have been a kid, you know. 54, yeah. they went out. But my aunt and uncles uh, lived right two blocks down on Wilder, and, once, and they had older kids than us. And once in a while, we'd take the trolley car, and I loved it, you know, mm-hmm. clang, 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 clang. But they, I don't know <laughs> when they took the Lake Marshall one out, but the 1954 was the end of them. You know, one reason that many, many people, many of the old-timers disliked Carl Polad fiercely before we'd ever heard of him, mm-hmm. he owned the transit company and got them convinced them to tear up the trolley tracks because they cluttered up traffic. That was Polad? They were loud. He was, he's given, he's given much of the credit for that that to make, and we're going to have these clean, quiet buses instead of these clanging trolley cars. I knew the story. I didn't know that was him. Yeah, he was, uh, he was. I don't know if it was all him, but he was uh, one of the owners of the transit company. That's the first time I believe anybody in the Twin Cities knew he existed. And, of course, somebody my age, I had never heard of him until he was, all of a sudden his name popped up in the Associated Press one day, 25 years later, in the 70s, as a possible buyer of the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. I, I have being, read that. I, I remember being in the uh, sports lot at the St. Paul paper and uh, cleaning the wire. When you still clean the wire off, it wasn't on the, it wasn't on the screen, you know, it was ripping it off. Yep. So that was, I don't know if that was Leonard Toast when Leonard Toast. I've got read that bounce, story though, where he was for gambling or something. Yeah. But I remember saying, and it said Minneapolis businessman, Carl, Pull that and and it wasn't Irwin, it was somebody else. Mm-hmm. It was somebody else. Uh I think he sold the Jerry Woolman or something, maybe. Anyway, and I remember looking at anybody ever heard of Carl Polad? You know, you know, Minneapolis. Who, and where'd this guy get his money? I had forgotten and saw this on Twitter last night. I forgot that in eighty four Trump bid on the twins. Oh, really? Yeah, he yeah, did. I did not remember. Yeah, someone actually tweeted. I was covering, yeah. and someone tweeted at you, too, Pat, wondering the validity of how serious that was. I've heard of that for a few years now. I forgot because yeah, the big thing was Calvin wasn't going to sell. He was going to move them to Tampa. Mm-hmm. He was going to move them to St. Pete. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Calvin didn't want to sell. He wanted to move them, but Trump was probably figuring that you know Trump. I don't think Trump was going to buy them to keep them here. Maybe he was, but uh, I can't remember him getting a lot of uh, f- uh, a lot of stock being placed in that. I, I can't. I don't remember him as uh, that. You know, but uh, he had money then. I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, he did. It was before one of his bankruptcies. Many of his, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, he yeah. he did. Yeah. Well, uh, I'd have to go back and look. I can't remember that. I can't remember. But I'd forgotten that. But if Donald said it, it's got to be true. Oh, I'm sure it is. (laughs) Yes, that's true. I'm sure it is. Mm -hmm. Got any more thoughts? Uh, Yeah. uh, Be interesting to see what that Twins roster looks like next spring in Florida. I got a question about a lot of rosters next spring. Yeah. I got a question about the future of the sports with this idiot commissioner doing everything he can to get rid of the minor leagues. 
cutting the draft down to five rounds. So every seventh round, every kid who would sign in the seventh round and not go play college football because he was getting 250000 yeah. Yep. Uh now the most you can pay anybody is twenty grand. they are not going to sign any of those great no. athletes. No. So what's going to happen? I don't know. And like you just said, he, he's also basically taking a, a long step towards putting the kibosh on minor league teams, which are important to small communities. Yes. And, yeah. and are we going to? So are we going to have? I refer to him now as the anti-baseball commissioner. <laughs> so are we going to have no baseball probably in 2020? Are they going to come back in 21 and then just go on strike or lockout in 20? I would after think 21? that if you wipe out this season, you have nothing better to do but to sit down, yeah, and work out a deal, yeah, between now and February, right? I would think so, but can they? I have no faith in this thing now. Well, this guy, Manford, by everything I hear, is a uh, uh, egomaniac and, uh, and thinks he can bully him, and we'll see. Yeah, but, I mean, he he goes back to the older school commissioners. Yeah, like, but he thinks he's smarter. Yeah, probably. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he goes back to Uberoth, but Uberoth tried to be uh, – slick about it i don't this guy not even trying to be slick he's just he's just a he's just a bully 94 was a disaster but i still think bud loved baseball oh bud loved baseball bud loved, and bud this listened, guy, this guy bud, doesn't love bud listen to people yeah my favorite part about everything they're doing is this attempt to get rid of the minor leagues basically is called the houston plan because it started with the honorable astros this was the idea of Crane and Lunau and these guys. We don't need all these minor league teams. We don't need all these scouts. Uh, yeah. Let's get rid of the minor league. So we're following the lead of the honorable Houston Astros. Yeah, that's a sad statement. All right, and I got one more thing to say. Yeah. Those damn Vikings better sign Colin Kaepernick, damn it. And don't forget, if something happens to Patrick Royce, you find Jonathan Harrison. Yes, that's not right. Manny Hill. Not Manny Hill. Not, not, Hill. Off. not, not, not his wife, not Royce's wife. <laughs> not find, jo- find Jonathan Harrison. Johnny Harrison, who, by the way, is still unemployed, so he's got plenty of time to handle my <laughs> I hope your parent knows. <laughs> he should be employed by you now. Yeah. He's as a cool boy. As, as the contact. contact. As the contact. contact. There should yeah. be a stipend with that. You know, we do have that bond of soccer. We got that. Uh, amen. You got scarves. Yes. All right. Talk yeah, to you next right. week. Yeah, he'll bury me with a scarf. I don't want a scarf. <laughs>